0: All I gotta say is what I can't say is
1: cheer! It's scintillating! It's sensational! It's Seattle Sounders FC Soccer!
0: Sounders Scuttlebutt. I'm Aaron Lingley. As always, I'm joined by my buddy, You're a re-elected Alliance Council president, uh, president of Guerrilla FC, and the communications director for the Independent Supporters Council, Cameron Collins. What's up, man? How are you doing?
2: I'm, I'm doing good. I had a long nap today, so I'm, I am I got rested up and ready to go for tonight's uh, show. How are you doing? Yeah, you just woke up. Yeah, yeah, I did. I... Uh, I'm... I'm great. Good, good. Uh, we have a special guest or two today on the show that I think we should just introduce right off the top, unless unless you need to open your beer first, because I know that's a super yes. important thing, so we'll let you do that.
1: you has been dying. Thank you.
2: Who was that, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have the uh, star of the Alliance Council meeting with us, who was in the front row and became good friends with Adrian Hanauer. Hoppy, the kangaroo, is here, and of course, the one and only Stacy Maddox Sucking is here as well. Me. What's up, Stacy?
1: Hello. <laughs> Hi, guys. welcome. I also just got up from a nap.
2: Have <laughs> a Hoppy. Yeah, I didn't get that memo. Did he take a good nap too?
1: Hoppy did take a good nap. He was quite sleepy when we started this.
2: Mm, yeah, it's Hence pretty... eating
1: feeding time.
2: It, this is not the first time I've uh, s- seen Hoppy, let alone uh, seen you with a kangaroo or other animal. I've seen you with multiple kangaroos, multiple different animals, but it's still such a joy every single time to uh, be present uh, when there is an animal that we're just not used to seeing in the United States. So the fact that... Right now, we're staring at a kangaroo. Let alone in a living yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> and he, oh, that's
1: cute. We're in the bedroom.
2: <laughs> and he he seems to be listening uh, somewhat to what we're talking about, too. Good boy. <laughs>
0: uh, there's literally a, yeah, there's a kangaroo taking up 94% of Stacy's screen here, and I don't know how we're going to get through this episode because this is adorable.
2: Is Gracie already asleep, <laughs> or are you... Uh,
0: yeah, I w- I'm not going to pick up Gracie and put her in the in the middle of the screen. But though, you could but, show no, her the kangaroo. Uh, wide awake. Yeah, actually, Stacy, may I take a picture of Poppy to share with my daughter in the morning?
1: Oh, yeah, have at it.
2: Woo! Okay. Oh, what was that? Oh, it was the knockoff Safeway brand LaCroix called Soleil. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, okay. So Stacy, um, we 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 know you, but uh, maybe some people in our audience don't. If I if I had to describe you in how many words, like five, uh, well, one, you're awesome. We'll start there. But but uh, two, relating to the Sounders, uh, you are an usher in the stadium uh, for Sounders yes. games. You're on Alliance Council, uh, and Am I correct in thinking that you got tickets? I remember you saying something about getting a season ticket so you could join council. Is that true?
1: That is true. Because I've worked at the stadium, well, since 2007, so before the MLS Sounders. And so I've been at majority of the matches, whether I got to go as a fan with my older brother who had season tickets when it started. um, Or... Just got my own tickets and really wanted to be part of the council because, well, how could you not want to be? It's an opportunity to give feedback to the team itself, which you don't get to see everywhere. And the only way to do it, though, is to be a season ticket holder. So this is my second season, third season as a ticket holder, and I'm nice coming on my second year on the council.
2: Yeah, and we, uh, we love having you on council. We're super glad you did that. Um, but beyond that, uh, I would say super fan is an understatement. You are so involved with the club from, like, you know Tacoma Defiance to a level I feel like most of us don't know. And part of it, too, is you get to know the players, so you have insight that I think the average fan doesn't have at all. And uh, I remember you messaging me from... Uh, uh, on Instagram and just being like, uh, oh, hey, this player said this. And it's like, wow, how do you know all this stuff? But uh, you seem to become pretty friendly with some of the players too, yeah?
1: Yes, and that's just part of it is honestly from becoming an S2, now Tacoma Defiance fan, because some of, I mean, some of these players knew who was a really big example of that, um, started at S2 and graduated up to the first team. And so there's only so many fans that are out there. You get a chance to talk to players and get to know them and cheer them on when they play with their home countries. And then they grow up, so to speak, and make it to the first team, whether here or somewhere else, and stay in contact.
2: That's awesome.
0: Do you live down south by Tacoma? I
1: I was in Federal Way. I'm in Tacoma now. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that's part of the reason why I have, like, I've never been to a Tacoma Defiance match, and I'd I'd like to. Obviously, I'd like to go to every Sounders or Tacoma Defiance match if it was a perfect world. But, yeah, the fact that I live in Everett makes it even harder to get down there. Um, And I honestly just... They play in Tequila now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: It still feels like
0: Tacoma for me.
1: (laughs) 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 No, I get it. I grew up in Marysville, so I know that area
2: too. I mean, for me, uh, Tugwill is not bad, but when they were playing at Tacoma, I, I remember going down for a U.S. Open Cup match and leaving my house at five and not getting into Cheney Stadium until seven. So, uh, and you live in Beacon Hill? Yeah, I'm 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 South Beacon Hill. So I'm when I commute to Tacoma, Tacoma to teach, which I haven't done since before COVID, but uh, because I'm going the opposite of traffic, it's 35 minutes. So so when it takes two hours, you know that it's it's kind of wacky for us up in Seattle to get down there.
0: So are they going to be moving to Long Acres? Is that what the rumors are that when that opens? Are they going to be playing there or Tuckwill at Starfire? Uh,
2: that's, some of the talk around it is that they would, but I don't know if anything official. Uh, but I think that is one of the benefits that was discussed um, because we, even when they moved to – uh, not this past season, but I think the season before, they weren't playing every game at Tuckwilla either, if I recall, Stacey. Weren't they playing still in some in Tacoma?
1: We had, and I don't know if it was a contract thing or what, but we we did two matches, I believe, in Tacoma. Um, but then we, the rest were in Starfire. And unfortunately, the stadium project in Tacoma already wasn't as far along as we expected it to be. And then COVID hit, and a lot of the support around that um, kind of fell off a little bit. And so that's a lot further behind than it should be. So they were still actively looking towards moving back down south if those options became available. Of course, Long Acres came up and I don't know if you recall some of the different conversations around it sounded like we were going to be playing over there, but I haven't seen anything that showcases a place with enough seats that you have to have required for playing there
2: yeah that's a really good point because oh, yeah, they I didn't really picture that. they go back and forth where yeah. originally I think there was discussion of having bleachers and stuff and now uh, I heard a description where there would be fan areas uh, but maybe not on the pitch so uh, yeah they can't play there if they don't have. The proper seating is...
1: Uh... Yeah. And I don't do you recall... Prefer... Oh, do I prefer what?
0: Oh, Cheney Stadium. Do you like it? Because I've never experienced <sighs> even a Rainiers game there.
1: For baseball, Cheney is great. It's kind of like going to an Sox game. The same kind of thing. But for soccer... So... You have to go back to S two days at Starfire. What S two days? You got there. You spent a hundred dollars on a season ticket, and then you could get a parking pass for forty bucks for a year at um at Starfire.
0: Damn.
1: And so you go in. You're like my seats happened. and They were seated seats at the time with the GA area. My seats were in the front row. We had four of them, and it was great. You could they could hear you. You could hear them all the play going on the action after every game we would meet they would walk back into the locker rooms and they would come by this fenced area and you would have an opportunity to say hello do all the, the group meet and greet stuff that you don't get anywhere else if first team players were there you would get the same opportunity there too um you could walk up to them easily when you moved to tacoma they tried to emulate that in a sense but you didn't, I mean, you couldn't hear what was going on in the field. It was further away. The cheapest seats were nowhere near $100 a, a ticket. In fact, your parking for your game package was $100. If you had a club, a club seat, you could add that option on. Mm. I think it was like 250 oh, 275 Somewhere around there was your season ticket price. And I get it. It's a different area. It um, started out strong with a lot of stands open, but by the end of it, you there was no meet-and-greet with players afterwards. They were rushing us out of the stadiums. Concessions weren't open. It was not the easiest access yeah. that we had been used to for years prior. Um, COVID, of course, hit. We watched it from the hill outside. I uh, Went to the games down there for that. And the last game we did climb up on the walls <laughs> and watch from over the walls, which was entertaining. Um, but, again, not a lot of – what are you doing? <laughs> like oh, shoving you. his
0: nose in the lens
1: um, We go back to Starfire Woohoo, we're excited The tickets go to the Ray Foundation Advertisements, even less than it had become At the end of Tacoma um, You'll see the players Out on the fence line But really, if you don't catch them on the field You're not gonna Catch them Because they're in and out so quickly um, Tacoma, back to the differences there the first team players they were up in a suite so they were not accessible accessible to talk to or say hello to when they did show up out there um so a lot of that i guess it's player access Player access disappeared when
2: we moved to tacoma um
1: and it's not back all the way yet here now that we're back in starfire
2: some of it i bet we're
1: working on it we're trying to put stuff together
2: yeah there's i mean with COVID too that kind of changed the regulations around everything uh, even even at uh, Lumen Field, where fans were no loud, no longer allowed on the field in any capacity, for a few years, um, I think actually the Alliance Council mm-hmm. was it last season was the first time fans were allowed on the field, and we got to go hang out. And uh, was it? It must have been after the game and run around on the field and stuff early on in the season. And how do you get on the field? Uh, the, the club took us how on the field? two might have been two years ago. Two years ago,
0: yeah. But you could just at the end of the match when people clear out you can just go
2: down to the bottom of the stairs and oh, go. Oh no, no 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 you I mean they have they you couldn't they couldn't even <laughs> allow invited people on the field, right? So now now oh. like they have what? fans that get to go on for the okay. last twenty minutes yeah. or anything like that. That didn't exist when COVID was going on because of the regulations around it. It's like, you're not even allowed on the field. I'm like, well, doc, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, <laughs> And I shouldn't say when COVID was going bad. on. Was it's still going on, but when it was wet, Sorry. bad. Uh, what did you think? Well, in, oh, go ahead, Stacey.
1: Yeah. I was going to say the players, we've lost some of the players grew up and then we did play during COVID. And so they didn't learn the, the routine to come over here, do these activities. We used to, the younger players that stayed on would talk to the new guys and rotate that information through. Um, and that definitely changed right with the COVID. And we're still working through getting that back into the, into their routines.
2: Yeah, it's, um, I felt like it was such a huge change when it moved to Tacoma. And really the idea with the Rainiers taking over operations of it was, well, one, maybe this is a way to not just make this a way to lose money the whole time, because that's what S2 was, was it was a money suck meant to uh, make us a better team. But the last year in Seattle, uh, I was one of nine season ticket holders on the open side. So half the stadium effectively empty and the other half probably a third full. Uh, So it's not like the team was making money so it, it, i think it was a good oh, no. a good idea for sure but it was such an awkward like the games when i go down there you just kind of you're sitting in a weird place um because you're trying to fit a f- soccer field into a baseball field
0: yeah i was going to say i mean it's a baseball field is a freaking baseball field so right. <laughs> it's just an awkward looking i mean i hate watching nyc
2: fc games games and that's a that. better it's like an ugly that's a better setup visual. because uh, that it's, it's bigger. bigger yeah yankee stadium is just this field is bigger so there's more space uh, i do i will say i i loved the last year of sounders too i did not keep my tickets when they wouldn't move to tacoma because you know getting down there that much was going to be a lot more difficult uh, it was hard enough to get to sounders too sometime but uh when usually it was me, was one of the only of the nine people that showed up to matches and Brian Schmetzer would just sit 10 feet to my right and have a running oh. commentary the whole game. It was amazing. So I uh, <laughs> I miss <Great>. those days.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Siggy, right up under the booth. Yeah. You had a lot of great people that would come to those games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was all that was there. And then the, the dollar hot dogs if you waited long enough at the end of the game.
2: Ooh. <laughs> Old. What What is it about uh, Sounders two slash Tacoma Defiance uh, and the kids that? I mean, you obviously love the Sounders in general and love the first team, but it seems like you have a special attachment to to the younger players. What What is it about them that makes you, um, just get, uh, want to get so involved?
1: Honestly, it was my brother. He invited me to come out, and I was like, "What's this team you're talking about?" Because I didn't know. And I came out to the home, the opener. I mean, I was there from the get go um, with his seats before I got mine. And I was just baffled that these could be the next players that we see on those first teams. The other t- yeah, sounders back then, especially now that I'm older, not as much, back then looked like adult men. Mm-hmm. And these looked like small children. So somebody had to be cheering for them and support them and watch them grow up. I even hit up a few academy games, actually, every so often as well. Because some of our kids were on the academy team, so we wouldn't watch them play in their academy games. And they loved it. They appreciated the support. Um, I don't think even back then, everybody really knew what was going on with it and what was going to come out of it. Um, but they just liked that somebody showed up for them. And so then, well, you show up for them. And then you start meeting their parents, mm-hmm. who are your age or younger, <laughs> and you build friendships with them. And so then you're going to cheer their kid on no matter where they're at. And yeah. builds from them. You get to, like, you get to know them.
0: It's feels like little league vibes, you know, You going to like a little, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, just being yes. around little league. It's all the same. People know each other all in the bleachers and everyone's just kind of, everyone's a winner kind of feeling, <laughs> you know, you're well, kind of, it's like a, like a community. It's more community feel than you going to a, you know, a massive stadium.
1: Oh, it completely is. I'm, with Tacoma Defiance S2, we had, I mean, I I knew maybe three or four people when I started going there. Most of my crew that I call the, my soccer crew, we almost all met at, Defiance, at the S2 matches. There is a, there's still going now, there's still, I think, 15 to 20 of us that still go to matches that were there in the beginning.
2: That's awesome. And people
1: sit kind of in their same spots. Others have combined together into my area. I keep trying to kick them back to their own side. But you walk in and you just, oh, there's the Hokers. So you get to wave and say hello to the Hokers. And when Sandra and Dennis can make it, you get to say hello to them. And then others that you met, and then they showed up in Tacoma. They show up at at Sounders matches. They go to Tacoma Stars games. There's just this crew that hits everybody up.
2: Tacoma Stars who are now. You're back, right. It is
1: it's like family.
2: Back in season in Tacoma with uh Roman is on the team, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he he's playing even better, I think. He's only out there a little bit so far each game, it looks like, but he's getting the hang of it and he looks good.
0: That's he's always
1: looked good. <laughs> 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 well, he's That's even leaner. a
0: Specimen of a human being.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is.
2: I was always surprised by him because he looked like you know there's only certain players whose jerseys I could fit like maybe Kenny Cooper or you know someone someone had to be pretty right. cut and he should have been one of them but he wore his jersey so tight that rather than a big jersey he was wearing a medium <laughs> and i'm just like how did you peel this yeah. he he'd like have to peel it off himself there's no way
0: it's intimidation see factor see every muscle like I suppose in his true. torso when you're at events. In, Whereas Kenny yeah. Cooper
2: didn't care about showing off his beautiful, beautiful pecs.
0: Um, okay. On that, um, <laughs> I think actually, what we, we should we should mention one thing before we get deeper into defiance conversation because we have some scuttlebutt uh, from our Discord. Um, questions about the defiance for Stacy to to answer or say I don't know and move on, but we. Did see well you guys haven't seen and it's probably because you didn't want to tear up before we started recording, but I did watch it. Uh, Nico's one minute um going away message to Sounders fans. He is officially gone.
2: Yeah.
0: It's official. How do you how do you feel, Stacy?
1: So I am super sad about it. I feel like he was a he's been he's been a, what's the dang word for it? He's just been a core piece of our team for so many years that I'm shocked that we didn't keep him till retirement. And he's such a nice guy. I've bumped into him a few times the last month or so, month and a half. Um and I had an animal with me, don't remember which one. It wasn't a kangaroo, but he came over and oh, he was my I was dog sitting. He came over and he said, I see you at these practices all the time, but you haven't been here in a while. (laughs) No, No, I haven't been here in a while. I got called out. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Um, And then he asked about the kangaroos. And then when I saw him just before the last game, it was two days before, I had this kangaroo with me. And so we chatted about the kangaroos. His kids have photos with the kangaroos um, from prior practices this year. And just chatted a few minutes about animals. So he's just that cool of a fella.
2: Yeah, I know he, there was those few matches at the end of the regular season, like the second to last home match, regular season match. Uh, when, for you know how everyone comes out of the tunnel and people are usually waiting a tunnel out, out of the garage and people are waiting for autographs. Uh, it's almost like a tunnel. It's, it's underneath the regular, regular place. Uh, the players have their own parking, unless there's some. VIP parking only there, and then they have to park up with us with the riffraff. But uh, Nico came out the back of the stadium, like back where the fire people were. And so he came out, and people were uh, blocking the way, and they still had the cones up. So I went and moved it so that he could get through, and he he just looked so drained and sad. But then once the playoffs came, you could tell he had come – like he he had – he'd come to grips with the fact that this was the last run and he was going to have to make the most of it and just enjoy it because his demeanor was so Determi- different you had some
0: determination yeah, he
2: just you know he would go spend extra time with the fans he put his son up with ECS uh and then went and got him after the game i saw that you know so i i think it was a it's hard right i'm sure he didn't want to leave but At some point, the business of soccer and what works for the Sounders and what works for him aren't going to be the same, unless he was ready to take a major pay cut that couldn't keep him. Uh, And if he can go earn that somewhere else, good for him. I hope he'll come back one day. Uh, I remember when he signed, uh, one of the reasons he signed was he wants to live the rest of his life here. Not just in the U.S., but in Seattle. This is where he wants to raise his family. So hopefully... It's one of those things, you know, maybe a Brad Evans type situation where he's gone for a year or two, and then finishes up career how he wants to, and then comes back and becomes part of the community again.
0: Can you see him in, almost in like a maybe a Pineda kind of situation?
2: I don't know enough about him to know uh, his coaching side. He'd yeah, uh, he well, he
1: coaches little kids.
2: Yeah, it's true. Uh, and sometimes the Sounders
0: knew who act like <laughs> little kids.
1: <laughs> sometimes.
0: <laughs>
1: um, I mean, realistically, I think you give him a couple years to figure out his next moves, and why not have him be on our coaching staff?
2: Yeah, I mean, or, or come back in some capacity. I mean, it makes it just makes sense, right? He's He's got to go down, at least for the time being, as the greatest sounder of all time, in my opinion. I don't know what you all think, but I, I think I would put him number one. Yeah, I
0: think you can have arguments for other players, but I mean— ultimately, from the jump since he got here to to really now. I mean, we've had an expectation of winning thanks to him. You know, like, we, we should win every match. It's not a—I've always felt that way. Obviously, we've had kind of some rough patches, but that's only because we weren't playing up to our potential in certain moments. But then you'd see that potential. But he's been that kind of common denominator since the— rising from the ashes of 2016 ever since. So I think we have to give him the credit most of, I think. Um, obviously, we, Brian Schmetzer took over around the same time. But the, the team we see now, the club that we see now, would not, would not be the same without his influence.
2: Yeah, absolutely. IMHL. I mean, I think he... And the stories of him coming in and completely changing the locker room and i i mean I, I think that's part of everything that's gone on the last couple of years is just the locker room has changed a lot uh maybe his inf- you know there's different leaders and his influence hasn't been the same and i think that i mean it's it's hard for us as regular people going through and aging out of stuff whatever it is you know our jobs changing stuff like that imagine you've spent your whole life as like the elite athlete uh, as the best player on whatever team you were on. And suddenly that starts slipping, but you still have ego and you still have belief in yourself. And I don't mean ego in a bad way. I mean, you have to have an ego to get up and play in front of that many people and be successful because, uh, you have to be able to forget those bad moments and immediately step up with a good moment afterwards. Otherwise, uh, you're just going to quit whenever anything goes wrong. And that's not him. He always put his all into, into the game for us. So, uh, it's it's got to be very difficult and so much to process um and i think too often we see athletes leave too late uh but at least you know it's not like a, a sport like boxing where that ends up literally killing you or giving you brain damage or something like he if he went somewhere for a couple years and you know his body just couldn't keep up with it uh he'll always be welcome back here the show.
0: Any other final thoughts, Stacey, before we go to a quick break?
1: Um, I think I'll just share my Nico story that you and I talked about earlier, that yeah. sure camera knew or not, um, it's actually a funny. So during COVID, I had two instances with Nico that were intriguing. One of them was before everything shut down, but was mostly kinda shut down when we were watching the games outside the stadium. This is before the doing the Zoom meetings. We met, Nicole and I met Nico's manager. Just coincidence, there was four people in this restaurant bar pub and we noticed he was cheering for the Sounders, so we went over to talk to him and we had to use the phone translator and that was the night we found out he extended his contract for another two years. So when they left that night, as they pulled out, his manager, you know, Nico's small car, there's a bunch of people in that car and in the back, his manager's waving at us as he leaves from the back seat, like, squished in. (laughs) it was pretty we're like oh we knew that guy we helped him get back in the stadium and stuff Hmm. um but the big one was that conference final that we won and everything was closed we watched that you were on the video with us when we were out there with the tvs with um tim actually um and the fire pit and nico is the last one to leave he comes pulls out has the trophy we're thinking we're going to take a selfie with him in the trophy with him in his car he made sure everybody had their masks on and he stopped the car, got out of the car, held the trophy up and we took a group photo with the trophy. So freaking amazing. Like, it's awesome. No one else is getting to do that. Cause nobody else was staying up when it was super cold outside and sitting outside the stadium to watch the games and then sit there to wave just to show support after. And that's just how cool that guy is. We're going to miss where's him.
0: that. Where's that photo now?
1: It is on my, it's on my Facebook somewhere. I need oh, to you find gotta frame it. that. Nicole and I were just talking about that that we needed to get that one up.
0: Especially now, I mean that's.
1: I know. I well, I shared t- a t- photo with scenes. him and a king. Well, I mean, the last game we took a selfie too.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, sorry, we got a lot of selfies with him. All right. I mean that.
1: Where's that? That, photo? that game. I mean, I'm not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that game was. Uh, that was one of the most epic moments in Sounders history because not just the fact that what we scored three goals in 15 minutes or something like that to come back and beat Minnesota and make it to the MLS Cup final, but uh, that that was an empty stadium game because of COVID, and we mm-hmm. we had the Zoom room, and so I was I was hosting that Zoom room, and you were there, and you know we're watching on TV, so it's delayed, <laughs> so. I remember at the time the Sounders put up the video, it's like, we knew that we scored through you because we could hear the music coming yeah. through the goal scoring music and James making the call before we saw it on the TV. And so we're like, oh my God, we scored and everyone's going nuts before we've even seen it on the TV. And it was just like this really cool epic moment in Sounders fandom mm-hmm. where, you know, we were all locked in our homes and 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 because this was, you know, What November of 2020? It was cold. Yeah,
1: that's what I know. It was very cold outside.
2: And end of yeah, it had to be end of November, I think. uh, Unless that was the year that the MLS Cup was moved up a month and it was uh, beginning of November. But uh, either way, no,
1: because we won that one.
2: We won that. That was 2016. Okay, yeah, because it it was around my birthday. It was November. (laughs) Me too.
1: It was my yeah around my birthday too. That's why that's why we remember that one. (laughs) Yeah, when's your birthday? Eleventh.
2: Oh, November 9th. 9, 10, oh, okay. 11. Look at that. Yeah, right that was a good, I mean, that was a big year. That was a good birthday for y'all. Yeah, yeah it was very drunk. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was not, but I was excited. My I, I never got to celebrate that championship because my ex had like a meltdown after the game and went and took down the girl FC banner herself and walked out and was like punching walls. And so, I <laughs> she uh, I, I get it. She gets overwhelmed in big crowds, but rather than talking about it, she just went nuts and. Uh, it was rough, and so we had to leave. So I, I still have yet to been able to, like, come to grips with the fact that I missed all the celebration and everything. Uh, I didn't care as much at the time, but since now she's an ex, now I feel like I wasted that.
0: That <laughs> took a turn. Oh my- <laughs> From, like,
3: Nico's just
2: such a genuine human being. I didn't get to celebrate that match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Nico's right, um- great, and uh, he's, we're going to miss him. All right, with that, let's take
0: a quick breather and let's read some Discord questions about
3: Tacoma Defiance. Hey, Sanders fans. We're stoked to bring you a special message from The Artisan, your eco conscious haven for sustainable fashion. Soccer isn't just a game, it's a lifestyle. Living that lifestyle sustainably has never been easier with The Artisan's Cyber Annual Sale, going strong through December 1st. Explore their mission at theartisan-nb.com, because at The Artisan, it's about fostering a community that values sustainability, echoing the deep-rooted environmental ethos of the Pacific Northwest. Stay kind, make waves is not merely a slogan, but a dedication. And did we mention their partnership with Oceana? With every order, 10% of their net profits directly support Oceana in their efforts to save the oceans. At Artisan, it's about embracing a sustainable lifestyle and making waves in the right direction. Even after the cyber annual sale ends, the Artisan remains your go-to for sustainable style, perfectly aligning with the values that we hold dear in the PNW. Every purchase is a step toward a more sustainable and stylish world. But hold on, there's more. For every purchase from the newly launched Winter Collection, the Artisan will use a portion of the profits to focus on their Save the Arctic initiative, setting a goal to raise funds and awareness. So get ready to be part of something bigger and make a difference in the Arctic's future. Huge shout out to the Artisan for redefining what it means to be a clothing company. Stay kind, make waves, and go Sounders! And we're back.
0: Okay. It's funny because I don't really know what to do in that situation when we know I'm just going to cut that. And then we I put music and whatever in the middle. But for, for us, I'm just kind of dancing for a little kangaroo for about five seconds. And we're back. I mean, it's, it's
2: the same as whenever the show starts. <laughs> I have to remind myself that we're not just coming in and being like, oh, hello. Like, I just woke up from a nap. I'm trying to do a show. It's like, no, there's super hype music that just came in. Dun, dun, dun. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it reminded me of like the Bill Nye Science Guy intro. Yeah. Bill, Bill, no, I Bill, mean, Bill.
2: I, 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 we've talked about this on the show before, but we can tell Stacy our, our show intro is so hyped that the Colorado Rapids stole our intro for one of their hype videos for a match. And I have no doubt they found it from us because we have a former Rapids mm-hmm. reporter who comes on the show frequently. So they definitely, some of their media people probably listen to that. When he came on, and, and we're like, let's use this.
0: Yeah, it's not an open source available publicly song at all. It was totally stolen from us. <laughs> and I will be filing a lawsuit <laughs> with your help. <laughs> um, okay, so let me review the Button mailbag here. We have some questions from a few of our regulars. Patrick, you see, Muffin Top Model, pretty much oh. going over. Some Tacoma defiance. Sounds like you know one of them. <laughs> yeah, we all do. We we know. We know. He was talks.
1: almost family once, apparently. Really? Yeah, I guess he he dated my cousin's mom. Whoa! Which seems so weird to me.
2: That uh, yeah. That that's a so, weird. So your aunt?
1: No, because it's cousin's my cousin's mom. wife is his wife. It's her mom? But her mom is also the twin or, um, the sister, not twin sister to my brother's mom, like in a whole weird, oh. not related way.
0: And then he, th- and then he threw, you throw in some yeah. kangaroos and <laughs> everything. Yeah.
1: It's the sister's cousin's brother. Tim told me once, I said, what? Okay. I'm sure,
2: so, I'm sure you've heard your whole life. Well, not your whole life. Cause it came out when we were a bit older, but, uh. That's a new twist on Fountain of Wayne's Stacey's mom. Stacey's cousin's mom has got it going. Stacey's (laughs) cousin's mom has got it going. Uh,
1: Yeah, thank goodness that came out when I was much older than it could have been a problematic for.
2: Yeah, and and it bothers me that that's the song that Fountains of Wayne are known for, especially since um, Adam has uh, passed on from COVID. Actually, he died. Uh, because that first record, uh, to me, is one of the best records of all time. Sorry, this, this isn't music, Scuttle, but this is...
0: Well, N- Nicholas Biela is loving that yeah, you're right. Changing. He's, <laughs> just
2: went on, he's like, yeah, dude, totally, totally. Yeah.
0: Sipping a rainier just like me. That's what yeah. All right, let's get right, let's get back to the task at hand. Okay, um, So, let's see here. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a Diaz question. That's not divine's, but okay. We will... Oh, they kept talking. Yeah,
2: we'll go. We'll get we'll get all of it. Let's start with defiance though.
0: Well, yeah, I, I was I was expecting that, but then they just kept going. Okay, now I got to find it. Okay. When it comes to Tacoma defiance, will it remain Tacoma defiance? Are we going back to S2?
1: I don't know the answer to that, but I really am on the page of wanting to know the answer to that. I don't know that we will go back to S2. It's a possibility that we drop Tacoma. I honestly don't care about how we do it, but I I guess we wait and see. I was on the board of people who selected the name of for Defiant.
0: That's awesome. We'll see what we find out. I like what's what, what's wrong with the name? Why would I like that name?
1: I do too. Well, the other options when we were named defiance, the top three were Rainiers, oh, the Wanderers. Okay. I know. Oh, and defiance gross. and defiance was our winner.
2: Uh, I guess I, Wanderers seems weird until you think about the history of the name and like Bolton Wanderers. And there's a lot of teams in England that have that as a part of it. But just out of the blue, like that, I was, oh, that's kind of weird. But uh, that makes a little more sense, I guess. I don't know the significance of it. Though. It
1: does until we said, oh, let's go. Because, you know, we had a lot of losing seasons. So sure, the team's just wandering around. <laughs> like we were really trying to. I was like, Oh no, you can't, I don't care. Your little Volkswagen logo, you keep that to yourself and we'll, we'll go strong with the
0: fine. So. And came to that logic. That's like also saying like real Salt Lake is an okay name. I'm like, no, that's a stupid name for Salt Lake. Real Royal. Salt Lake. I, I don't know if there's a,
2: <laughs> like, a link there. Maybe they think it's Royal because American Jesus walked there first. Um, what's his uh J- Smith Joseph Smith and uh American Jesus didn't they hang out there in Salt Lake that's why the uh giant Mormon temple is there open net goal at the end of the uh, game to go up 4 nothing for the Kraken woo
0: oh they're winning their first match in, like, yeah, and like yeah they've all? been losing a lot um well I'm glad okay, that so, happened yeah. and got you off
2: Jesus or whatever <laughs> <laughs> Mormons I was talking about the Mormon church maybe there's some ro- royalty yeah <laughs> Surrounding that in terms of that. And that's why they chose the name. Uh, likely it was probably just because Real Madrid uses it. But uh, yeah, I'm going to yeah, go I with was, that one. But I thought <laughs> it was. But they don't have any link to Real Madrid. Unlike, uh, I feel like other teams have tried to make those well, links. Well, there's also Real Betis.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, anyway, um, Tacoma Defiance, good name, keep it. S2, that's a lazy name. I don't like it. Yeah, I
1: agree. Defiance is great. Let's keep it.
0: I agree. Player questions. Okay. Reasoning on why they didn't bring back Ethor. Also, if Oval Oval or Ovale. Oh, I think
1: it's O V A L E. I think it's the second Ovale. one. I actually, I have all those named player cards in the next room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so reasoning on why they didn't bring back Ethor, Ovale, Susa, Uteritz, and will Uderitz. I mean, I think signed. we, we so basically, why Why are those three, why are they gone? And well, I think we could reframe
2: it more as, uh, you know, Tacoma is always interesting because we, there's so much turnover, but, and it seems like while there is some base players, there's always like Wallace Lapsley leaving is kind of surprising. Uh, some of the players they let that go, was surprising. uh, what, what, how do you, how, having seen this happen year after year, uh. I mean, what do you think about these moves? Is it because they're getting chances on other teams? Is it that they're, um, uh, you know, maybe not good enough for the next level, so they're moving on? Um, or is it a multitude of reasons? Basically, and then maybe you can go into some specific players.
1: I think, so for these guys, I don't know them as well, and I was the I was thinking about yesterday, and I was like, man, there's a couple guys the last two seasons that I know, but not as not as great because well, I've had a lot going on, but. Um, what typically happens with defiance or our MLS next team is they, some of them, they age out quite frankly. Um, if they are looking ahead, cause we are definitely looking ahead even more so admittedly to building our first team backups. And so if you've got positions that are already quite full and a lineup of players, and you've got guys that maybe they might be okay up there, but they're getting a little older in time, they're going to be more likely to be let go or released so they can find better positioning on or better options in another market than they would stay here. I mean, so, honestly, aging the, out is a big thing.
0: And the purpose of the league they're in and them as a club is, is they're meant to have roster churn. Yes. Right, you're not trying we to are. build that franchise, so I mean, you can't kind no. of just keep a team for the sake of wanting to build something. It's if they're if they're good, they're going to go somewhere. Whether hopefully to the Sounders, that's why they exist on our on our roster down there. But not every not everyone. There's only a limited
2: so. amount of spots on the Sounders' first roster, right? And they have to they always and that's why they either yeah go they somewhere. always have to leave a little flexibility for their funny mid season moves they make sometimes, whether it's an international spot or whatnot. But I mean, I think uh maybe ab Sissoko is a good example who uh first team player but shared back down uh i mean you knew and and we knew if you followed him on instagram that he was leaving well before the announcement um yeah he just Sam and ab
1: oh yeah sam that was that weird one um if you listen to craig's talks where Garth made a handshake deal somewhere, somehow, and that's how Sam left. Um, For AB, he really liked playing here. He wanted to play more up in the first team, and I thought he was blending well when he was up there. Um, He's definitely a great defender, and if you're going to be in a penalty kick situation, you want him on your field.
2: Yeah, I was surprised Uh, he he wasn't there in the playoffs. I
1: was baffled but he was injured wow. so i asked because i asked him and he i don't know what the injury specifically was but um he was injured and so you know kind of so how it goes with some of those guys if there's a lot of injury um you'll note if you look at history that we lose those players as well contract signing time um ab again he's gonna be back home let's see what's today the 12 he gets married on Sunday. Wow!
2: Yeah, Maybe
1: back in he he will next Sunday the seventeenth back in France. Oh,
2: congratulations! So, I wonder if Demba Ba will be there. He's
1: got big stuff going on. His uncle, probably
2: what? his uncle's Demba Ba, the famous uh, soccer player. Over my head. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think
1: but we also for. Oh go ahead. Oh I
2: was going to say just AB. I think it's surprising to me that we would hold on to a contract like Arriaga's and extend him uh and then not find a way to bring AB back when he seems like a more than capable replacement for Ariaga with with upside yeah. at a much cheaper price. On that yeah, I... note,
0: from our discord on that Ariaga, Ariaga note, um Tim Muffin Top Model is sharing something from Instagram. Looks like House of Sounders. I don't really know who, who they are, um, but there's a rumor with all their graphics on it. Javier
2: Arriaga transferred to Austin FC. Oh, really interesting. I wonder what, what's so it, we I'm assuming it's a trade because we don't do transfers in MLS. Yeah. It'd have to be a trade. But um, yeah, wow. Yeah, Dimbaba was uh, uh, a uh big player for a while, uh Aaron, since you you weren't sure. Um he's now Oh Demba oh Demba. Yeah, ba. Really? He's now the National Independent Soccer <laughs> Association's Albion San Diego's chairman uh here in the States. So I didn't even know that team existed. But but you know, mean, he played for know. West Ham and Newcastle and Chelsea and yeah. Basictus or however you say that, uh the the, Besiktas? I have no idea. The, the team from Turkey. So he played for some of the largest teams in the world. And Chelsea, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you say? Of course,
0: you said That's Chelsea. My team. Was your team. Um, <laughs> yeah, there. I was looking online to see if there's anything else. There is MLS Multiplex. That makes me think. Did, did they? Did they give
2: uh, uh, a uh, citation for? Uh, that move House of Sounders. I know I've talked to them in the past about making sure that... no, no, that's what I was saying. Oh, it's that's all, interesting. All their graphics, but yeah, the... here we go. I see that MLS You're multiplex. Uh, multiplex
0: the Austin SC emerges as a protagonist, aiming for significant reinforcements to strengthen its events. All right, AI <laughs> that was Chat GPT. Um, anyway, yeah. so that's interesting. Um, because Sosoko's not off the team, right? He's uh, He's, he's, he's just out, out a of contract, contract.
2: so he, he could move
0: wherever. Yeah, but he's not yeah. with anyone right now.
1: He is not with anyone yet that he has said. He said it was time for him to move on.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's is that.
1: Okay, that's
2: pretty me. clear.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Move on to the first team is what he meant. <laughs> yeah, this article is right. definitely all AI. Uh, uh, Aaron, I'm mean, yeah, reading uh, it. Uh, I don't uh, like reading it. <laughs> it the potential um, acquisition of Ariaga Defiance... could offer the team valuable addition. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: <laughs> if you just look back at Defiance or S two over the years, you're going to see a number of players that were successful moving forward. Some didn't. St- some stayed with a short term. Some went long term. Um, some didn't at all. And one of the big ones that didn't at all was Aaron Long. He left yeah. and went to New York Red Bulls, and just dominated over there. Played for the U.S. American Men's Team, and then. Recently, of course, was on LAFC.
2: But, you know, so, what was a player that we tried to sign in LAFC sw- last season, before the season, uh, mm-hmm. and then LAFC swooped in and grabbed him with a better contract offer. But he he was looked like uh, almost a lock to come back to Seattle.
1: Which would have been, I think, a great move. I mean, but in his day when he was playing with us, I mean, we came up with the Chad Marshall and like, what are you going to do? Yeah, Not gonna beat out yeah. Marshall, I mean, that's like that. that's the hard part is
2: just- for A.B., you know, he's never going to be a regular starter with the revelation of Jackson Reagan as a starter. I mean, Jackson was kind of a retread that has ended up taking that position and making it his own. So uh, we need solid mm-hmm. backups for sure that will get minutes. But, uh, you know, I kind of I feel like ideally it would be the situation where we had like Roman. Kim Keehee, and uh, uh, Chad Marshall. And so you never knew which of the three was going to start. And then, of course, uh, Chad retired, and that changed everything.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. So who who's Uteritz?
1: Hal Uderitz. He's a good player. Nice guy. Not sure why we don't resign him.
2: Yeah, I know on uh, Football Manager 23, 24, 24, the new one, they told me that he, he when he was out of contract, that he wasn't good enough to be re signed. So uh, if that, but, oh, but, but also on Football Manager, they had Nico dominating the league. So <laughs> clearly their uh, algorithm isn't perfect. Well, and
1: the other thing we look at with the Defiance or the minor team, however you want to call it, is. They also are looking for space for those next academy kids that they're going to start pulling up and putting into rotation too. And so Mm -hmm. not only do you age out, then we start bringing them in from the younger ones and start to look at homegrowns and other successful players that came up through the line are going to be, well, Josh Atencio is your big one right now, who's just through the season alone. He's been up on that starting lineup a lot too. Yeah, totally. And there's actually a question
0: on on that regard, like what is the coaching staff looking for in prospects? Is there many prospect is there much prospecting for Tacoma Defiance or is it mostly trying to just get your academy kids
2: up I think that's it. And then filling in. It's changed dramatically. A bit of both. Because it changed from when MLS Next Pro came, it changed from oh yeah, you want to bring in some prospects. That's where how we got new who that's how we got players like that was bringing them in there to to now uh you know it's dropped down. It's not it's not a second division anymore. I think it's third division, if I'm correct. Uh I'd have to feel oh, like we, it's I worse feel like that. we looked that up a few episodes ago.
1: Well you've got it depends on who MLS you're comparing moves. it to. If you're comparing it to the MLS or you're comparing it to the USL? Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a, none of those, realistically. I mean, the USL, what, the USL2 is your U23s reimagined. And then your USL1 was where we probably would have ended up, or it's a little more development type to build into the USL teams, which USL teams, of course, want to be MLS teams, depending on who you talk to about it, um, in the USL championship division. Yeah. So it just, I don't know. It depends where you look. I mean, they're still doing active searching because they're always searching to build and find the next great players, whether it turns into a homegrown or somebody they bring in academy size or age wise. But I think that some of that changed after COVID too, and it changes on your coaching staff. So when we had Ezra, we pulled in Jordy DeLem, Nuhu, O'Neal, Fisher, Damian Lowe, we went further out. We had another coach in and we're bringing other people from other parts of the country. COVID hits, bam, we're not traveling and bringing as many people in anymore on top of changing to the MLS yeah. next. So.
2: Yeah. And, and I think uh, one of the reasons we see that roster and think, why do they have so few players? Why did they let so much, to I me mean, go, is we don't realize that half our bench, I feel like is playing for, the Defiance, yeah. you know, uh, Reed Baker Whiting's okay. down there. Double Air's down there. Um, uh, well, well, yeah, all these were. Uh, Obed played there so Reed, a lot.
0: Reed, Reed uh, he's
2: mainly up at the first team, I think, at this point, though. Uh, but actually, I looked officially. It is third division. Third uh, there's Major League Soccer, USL, Championship, and then it is in the third the same as NISA uh, and USL League One. He says what I said. Yeah. And NISA is uh, like Detroit FC. I've never heard of that. Albion San Diego, which the team... NISA sounds like a CBS <laughs> show. <laughs> it's the team we just brought up. Uh, Albion San Diego or Demba buys So they're in that league along with uh, uh, most of these other teams we've never heard of. New York Cosmos moved there when um, the NASL, the re- reimagined NASL died. And then, God, they've just been going downhill since <laughs> Pele, huh? And then Detroit City, of course, is the big one. So uh, that, and, and Oakland Roots.
1: Where did okay, Oakland Roots? We yeah, we were we played them. We knew the Cosmos. Where does it put Ballard and the, our other teams that have formed?
2: Ballard they in, are they in USL League One U, below USL League Two. Oh wow! Okay. And there's a lot of uh, Seattle U players on there u23 yeah that
1: used to be our u23 group
2: and at Thanksgiving I heard a rumor that there's another neighborhood in Seattle that should have a team in the next year or so.
1: I feel like I've heard that rumor
2: and USl uh, 2 team that would be uh, play against Ballard. I wanted to do one in Tuckwilla since the, which is uh, I don't know if I don't know if I can share that. Oh, okay. (laughs) (coughs) You did it
0: to me again, Cameron.
1: Well, we need more teams. I mean, bottom line, if we want to continue to grow the MLS itself or USL, whichever team you're on for that, we need to have more teams come in. So to do that, getting the smaller leagues in or lower division built up, then we can maybe stop looking at 12-year-olds to play in the MLS.
2: And ultimately that's the point why everybody
1: wants to be the first team to have the youngest child play on the field.
2: And ultimately that's the point of Sounders two slash defiance. Now in MLS next pro, it's no longer about winning the league. It's great when you do, uh, the fact that we've moved out of USL championship is key because no longer are our 15, 16 year olds playing against, you know, 30 year old men who are at the end of their career, who, uh, You know, maybe we're stars in the MLS and are just finishing it out, or we're trying to get into coaching and stuff like that. This is a chance for you to take that player. um, You know, uh, uh, Sam Rogers. Let's take him as an example, who did did end up not uh, panning out for the Sounders, but was supposed to be the the next big defender for us. Where you want him to have ten thousand minutes, you want him to make those mistakes on the field at the minor league level so that when he steps up to the major league level, he's ready to go. And if he makes a mistake, he can move past it quicker. So you want them to see all the situations, get all the minutes and know what's going on, become a pro at that lower level so they're ready to go. And uh, MLS Next Pro lets us do that, whereas uh, when you were in the USL championship, that was just not the case because half the teams were development teams and the other half were trying to win championships. Uh, And it, it wasn't fair to USL. It wasn't fair to us.
1: On that same note, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say on that same note, what used to happen, (laughs) okay, is our academy teams. We were number one. We were beating everybody, winning competitions all over the place, and it was the same age group. So when they moved up, and they were playing the thirty-year-olds, so to speak, you know, Dave Estrada, um, it was a little harsher on them. We were definitely cheering out child abuse in some of the games, but um that is a benefit to the MLS next I will give it that that they can play with in their age grouping not necessarily all just kids but some adults as well and build up that strength because it's a whole new ball game when you stand on an MLS pitch
0: so for a layman like myself on I've not followed the team what if I was going to start watching them this season or following them a lot more, what should we be looking out for, for defiance this year coming into 2024 players moving up? Are they going to be competitive? Do they need to be competitive? Does it look like we have a good uh, harvest? I should say (laughs) of, of new players coming through for first team. What are we looking at for 2024?
1: Well, since we moved to the MLS next, we have had two seasons in a row of playoffs. So, although we're not quote slated to go for the win, we have continuously gotten better out of the slump we were in for many years. There, so I think you come out, you meet some players that are future amazing Sounders players um, or other MLS player team players, and you get to see what's about to happen for the rest of our rest of the league, and you just have fun. Low key. It's a good time. I'm all paranoid about echoing. No, You're good. <laughs> so I would just say, come out, meet the players, hang out with us. We let people sit with us. We don't judge you. Um, if you start to get obnoxious, I might yell at you and tell you to go somewhere else. But if you're there to have fun and cheer on the kids and meet the literal future, future stars or get to chit chat and watch some of the game with our current Sounders players who will come and sit in the bleachers and chat with you like it's no big deal and watch the game together. You come out and starfire and watch that's, games.
0: That's awesome. Us. Right on. Cameron. I think we should probably start bringing this into port.
2: Really? yeah I mean I think uh a few things first uh check out the new ballard FC kit that uh just dropped it's their third uh alternative kit you know their third kit that they put out one for each year and it's uh with Stevie Shaw uh, who's a local artist so it's pretty cool um, and they sell out pretty quickly so get on it I was never able to get uh, I did find one of the Henry ones um, I didn't get one of the Henry ones originally because. I had a little bit of a one-sided personal beef with Henry uh, that I got past. Uh, Thank you to Nicholas, uh, often guest of the show. Uh, And so I'm good with Henry now. Uh, But uh, I didn't get last year's jersey at all yet because it sold out so quick. So uh, jump on on, – I mean right now I think the only place you can get is Simply Seattle. So you can go get that. Uh, And the nice thing about Simply Seattle is – uh, with Shop Pay, you can make you can buy stuff in uh, four payments. So, like coming up with ninety bucks right now is a lot when uh, we're trying to buy Christmas presents and all that kind of stuff. So, buying something for myself isn't in the cards. But like, if I can pay twenty bucks every, you know, two weeks, that becomes way more reasonable. So, I think I'm going to do that. So, I recommend checking that out. Uh,
0: and enter promo code scuttlebutt for 10% off. Uh, just kidding <laughs> yeah we don't have that
2: but I think we could probably do that I'll talk to them because uh, they do all the uh, Seattle Superhawks merch
0: oh well shit yeah I mean we're professionals yeah. now we're getting paid That's for it. so I'll, yeah. uh,
2: um, I'll definitely do that uh, but yeah Ballard FC coming back playing at Memorial Stadium we I think we touched on it but we haven't really talked about it in the scuttlebutt that like they're getting it. you know season's off season so it's coming soon they're putting out the new jersey they're getting ready
0: they just won the championship yeah, didn't they yeah it?
2: they have those shirts up uh national champions i think it's funny that you're the national champions in usl too uh it's when instead of just like the <laughs> a semi professional <yeah>. league <laughs> i mean it makes sense you're the champions that's the only one at that level i guess but Usually you think of it like when the Sounders win, we say like they're MLS champions. So it's not USL2 champions. It's national champions. And the Ballard is
0: the world champions. Yeah.
2: At, of the yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, although there may be like in basketball, that's no longer the case where the US would dominate anymore. We're starting to see other teams win. Uh, clearly in soccer, we're not the world champions. Uh, and... Uh, the best we've ever been. Didn't we get up to fourth the one in uh, the one year where we played in the continental? What is what is that cup? the The cup that was the year before the World Cup, and we we were beating Brazil three nothing and ended up losing. So, what are you talking USA. About? We were ranked fourth in the world at one point. When uh, it was right before the two thousand. Six World Cup.
0: No shit, really? Yeah,
2: we, we were in the Confederations Cup, and uh, I think we beat Spain. We were so good, we beat Spain. Like, and then flamed out when we actually got to the... Well, we didn't flame out. We just didn't go as far as we'd hoped in the World Cup. But yeah, come on, man. USA is a soccer hotbed. <laughs> I actually <laughs> yeah, think we're going to continue to get better because we now have kids that are foregoing some of the football and the other sports uh, to play soccer instead, so... No, that's legitimate. Let's take. before we go know. take it to port. Let's ask Stacy uh, one more question. What what is it that drives you to to put so much time and energy into not just the Sounders uh, and defiance, but just just soccer in general? I know. I mean, you don't you run a softball league, and you you have like twelve jobs, and you do You're raising yeah, kangaroos, and, and you have to take care of kangaroos and and uh, African do they grow to full size? What African do you hedgehogs. Do? And <laughs> do, they,
1: do they grow to they, full size? I don't no, know. They are they miniature marsupials? I don't know. Well, yeah, there's
0: miniature horses. I don't know if you're like choosing to raise miniature kangaroos. You're in your house right now with a lot I of I mean, some of these kangaroos wo- are
2: inbred. <laughs> you need to understand. Whoa. No, that's true. Yeah.
1: yeah. Poor little lady. But I mean, they're out in the wild. They're having a little hum fest. Who's tracking? Who's allowed to do what to who? Yeah. Blue bloodline. Yeah, so it
0: sounds like you're really busy. Okay, how do you stay <laughs> to Cameron's <laughs> point? Um, <Yeah. laughs> Not even kangaroos. the best story I have about and that right now. What did so, Cameron even ask?
1: <laughs> oh, um, Jesus the big Christ. thing for soccer for me, I played soccer for 12 years. Um, I was out of it. I hated watching it on TV. I thought it was just so boring. And as I got back into it, when the mls came my aunt kept trying to get me to go um in the usl days but i didn't so mls comes it's a lot of fun i get to explain to people offsides all the time still have to explain offsides to people um but just getting to know once you get to know people you cheer for people so when you get to know a player and they no matter what team they're on you support them so you follow them you watch them you chit chat with them get to know them and You can't not do it because then you feel like you're letting somebody down. And the kangaroo question, well, (laughs) yeah, he's a red kangaroo. He'll be five to seven feet tall when he's fully grown. And right now we work on socializing and he'll hang out at my work where he gets to meet people and hang out with people until, well, for about four to six months. And then he'll move out to another property where he'll get to hang out and do kangaroo things. So. That's that's that, and you know, porcupines. I own quadamundis. I get to work with camels.
2: You por? What? She's trained. She went to camel camp. There's
1: a new baby porcupine on its way in the next couple weeks.
2: Wow. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about that camel camp experience. So, uh, that'll have to be safe for next time.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: So where can they find you on the internet? A lot inter- of pictures net. of
1: Campbell's wearing scarves.
2: <laughs> where can they find you on the internet if they like uh, want to follow you on Instagram or something?
1: Um, I don't know what my call signs are. <laughs> I think staceamx 14 is my Twitter. Instagram's probably close. If you just search Stacey Maddox,
2: yeah, it's, you it's...
1: most likely see a photo of an animal.
2: It's staceam14 uh, you're probably. on Instagram. There
1: you go. See? 14 was my soccer number, so that kind of sticks with me.
2: And you get lots of cool pictures of, uh, you know, like a, a kangaroo scratching. Is that a capybara or something? What I don't know whose back that is, but.
1: Oh, yeah, that is. Uh-huh. That's a capybara. What you don't see there is what my porcupine has been doing to the capybara. Uh oh. I should post that. It's pretty funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like our own Steve Irwin in yeah. the show. That's <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, it's, it gets to be pretty entertaining. I'm very fortunate because the people I'm around like animals. Um, and that's really helpful because, well, I seem to continuously, especially this last 12 months, have a baby animal with me almost at all times. When they're little, they need 24 hour care, it's a lot of bottle feeding diaper changing working with so yeah they've gone to soccer practices the Sounders have taken photos with team players with the Kangaroos
0: We well, sound very dedicated and dedicated to the defiance and not as dedicated to social media just like me you can find me on twitter <laughs> x at Aaron Lingley
2: and you Cameron I met Lego Minded Punk on all the uh on all the social medias. Alright. And James.
0: Oh, actually, no. Thank you, Stacy. <laughs> Thank you for being on. <laughs> I was I was like gonna tell you off air, but no, you, everyone should know that I'm thankful for you and your time. Thank you. <laughs> and Hoppy. Where's Hoppy? Can Hoppy say goodbye?
1: Hoppy um, is
2: under the bed.
0: Oh, okay. Oh. Good night, Hoppy. Bye, Hoppy. <laughs> Alright, now take it away, James. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFCScuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's Brit U We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders.
3: Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivably the best MLS team of all time.